let's face it, as moms, we wear so many hats and it's becoming easier and easier to get caught up in all of our mom business and sometimes we get lost or just plain stuck. I know I did. We lose a piece of our identity and what makes us unique. And because of that, we stop moving towards our purpose of who we were created to be. And that's where I come in. I've been where you are and I have felt what you're feeling. I help moms like you gain the confidence and the clarity so that you can have a greater impact in your faith, your family, and your business. I'm Bethany Blakey. Go grab your favorite mug of coffee because I've got mine and let's get to this. Uh, welcome back. Welcome back, Precious Mama. And it has been a hot minute since I have recorded an episode. And just to be 100% honest and transparent, it has been because I have been going through a transition of my own and a stage of growth. And I know that if you're going through this, surely you know and understand when I'm going through this. Um, let me just say this, my entire journey has been based on <clears throat> changing my mindset and getting stronger and stronger in the way that I teach my children, the way that I engage in my relationships every day with my husband, with my children, even with myself. And that is something that I know we all face is how we deal with what's going on between our own ears and making real connections with people in an intentional way. And let me tell you, these six characteristics, these six principles that I use every day that I have learned and that I have started applying, and it has changed the way that my conversations go. It has changed the way that I look at my children and my husband and how I hear things. It changes the way we communicate 100% because Maybe you can admit this to yourself, <laughs> but I came from a place where I was right and everyone else is wrong, and that's the only way to do it. And if they didn't come around to my way of thinking, then they're just wrong and I'm going to be right. And it's just going to be a standoff. <laughs> but that got me nowhere. Um, it also got me full of resentment, and resentment always turns to something more uh, strong uh, that's more akin to hatred and when your heart is full of of resentment and anger and things like that well first of all <clears throat> excuse me first of all I stopped praying for people and I stopped praying for people the way they needed to be prayed for and when I started praying for myself and a change in myself that's when everything changed so the first question that I ask myself when I'm talking to someone because we automatically go to our own agenda. And when people start talking, the first thing that we start thinking about is how I'm going to answer what they have to say. How I'm going to rebuttal. How I'm going to respond. And the dangerous thing about this is, is that we quit listening to what they're actually saying. And then our brain, because let me just tell you, our brain is constantly 
seeking answers to problems and how to figure things out. So when people start talking <laughs> to me and things aren't in agreement with my beliefs, my values, uh, then my brain starts searching to actually, in the response that I'm giving them, how to bring them more around to my way of thinking, if that makes sense. And, and that can be very dangerous because now I'm not hearing them. And I want you to be able to make a genuine connection with the people that are in your life. Now, what I'm talking about in your beliefs and things like that, that goes all the way down to your children. Once they get to be teenagers and we raise them to think independently, but yet as moms and parents in general, I think right now what I see in a very dangerous way is we want to tell our children how to do things instead of giving them the tools that are based on our value system, our morals, and our standards to make those decisions on their own. So when my children come to me with their problems, instead of me trying to fix it, whenever my best friend comes to me with her struggles and obstacles, instead of me trying to fix it for her, my husband the same way, anybody that's in my friend circle, the first thing that I'm going to do is I'm going to consciously make an effort to listen to what they're actually saying, just shut my brain off for what I'm going to respond and listen. So, am I empathetic? Do I have a deep and profound reverence for that person that I'm speaking to and the value that that person has in their uniqueness? Because they are literally irreplaceable. God made everybody unique with their own special gifts. And the thing that I have to tell my children, and we tell this all the time, and my husband and I agree on this, is that I have to not take for granted that people do not come to the table with the same tools that we have. We've put in a lot of work, a lot of um, study scripturally, because everything that we do is based biblically, okay? So I have to assume that they don't know the same things that I know. So am I empathetic? Am I feeling what they're feeling because to be honest with you at some point we can all know what it feels like to grieve we can all understand sadness we can all understand depression and things of that matter we all have felt those feelings in some capacity so we should if we allow ourselves to do it be able to feel what they're feeling okay so am i listening am i empathetic and then the next thing i ask is am i being observant do i recognize and acknowledge the value of that other person, whether it's in their appearance or the things that they have, um, their accomplishments, their talents, and their contributions. I know for a fact that since the beginning of time, women have stated about their their spouse, their husbands. They never notice when they get their hair cut, if they've lost weight, um, things that they do different um, from, from an observation standpoint, we can be guilty of that too. Are you noticing your children's accomplishments in the little things? Do you notice what they bring to the table? Are you observant where your husband is concerned in all the things that he provides for your family? I used to think that my husband was not romantic at all because he wasn't speaking my love language, okay? But that's a whole nother episode. <laughs> um, but when I stopped and I observed the things that he was actually doing, I got to see how romantic his gestures really were. But I had to 
get myself out of the way to see that. I hope you're staying engaged with this. And, and if I'm stepping on your toes, don't worry. I've been exactly where you are. The next thing, um, I want to tell you a story about my son, my youngest son. And do I, am I observant? Do I value his contribution and his accomplishments? Now, he's different from my older two. This is my child that is absolutely a genius. You know, we all think our kids are geniuses. But he can do things. Uh, but he has absolutely no no desire to engage in school, no desire to study. And if he would listen <laughs> just a little bit, he could apply things. His comprehension level is so high. But the struggle that we had was he didn't want to do it. I wanted him to do it. My older two are completely uh, successful in school and have a drive, a uh, competitive nature to not fail, no matter what it is. So his concerns were not school. So I told him, I made an agreement with him that as long as he had 85s and above, because those are B, a B average, and he completed his work to the best of his ability and turned everything in on time, that I did not require straight A's from him. And I acknowledged his efforts once he began that. And let me tell you, <laughs> I, I laugh about it, but I felt like when I lowered my standards, which I did not, I had to meet him on his level. When we, when we changed the expectation for that child, all of a sudden, his mindset shifted, and now he makes better grades. He's not late on his work. Whenever I change the standard for him individually, instead of making it a comparison to the other two, um, I have to parent on an individual basis. So I had to observe him for who he was, if that makes sense. Now, I'm not telling you to do the same thing, but what I am telling you to do is break them down individually don't lump them in as a whole, no matter who you're talking to. I don't lump people in as women as a whole. I don't lump men in as a whole. I have to be observant as an individual. The next thing I ask is, am I supportive? Do I honor people for being dedicated to their beliefs, what they believe, their values, um, and their own ideas? Am I supportive to my husband for standing for what he believes in, no matter what it is. Um, do I do that with my children? If they believe something wholeheartedly and they want to do something, they believe those things break down. It's not just religious beliefs, okay? So let's just be really clear on that. I have to honor and support that individual, independent thinking and remove myself from the equation. And if it's lining up with all of the standards that I have raised them on, but the same thing with my friends, even if we don't line up exactly, I have to honor their ability to stand firm on what they believe. We don't all parent the same. I do things fundamentally way different than a lot of people do, but that doesn't make my way right and their way wrong, if that makes sense. So the next value, the next characteristic, the next principle is am I tolerant? Do I accept people who may have different beliefs, values, or ideas? You know, even when they don't fit into the social, political, or cultural norms. You know, how do I have that variety and that richness in my life? How can I speak life into people even when they don't line up with me? 
Because let's face it, there are many different religions in this world. There are many different churches in my community. And just because we don't sit by each other on the same pew doesn't mean that I can't have a genuine relationship with them. I know the Bible talks about loving our neighbors as ourselves, no matter how that looks. And sometimes it is a struggle for people to love people in spite of how they believe. Okay? There are children right now in my kids' age group that they are raised completely different than mine. Most of them are not raised in church. So therefore, we're going to have a different set of values in the way that we believe about things. Okay? So, that's what I tell myself. I ask myself, am I being tolerant? Am I listening? Am, am I observing? And all these things are happening at the same time. Am I just and fair? That's the fifth one. Do I set clear and appropriate boundaries? So am I just and fair? And what I mean by that is, can you accurately assess people's uh, poor performance? Okay. And keep the reasons for any lack of performance in a correct perspective, okay? There's going to be kids that come from different backgrounds in the relationships that my kids bring home. They may come from broken homes. They may come from homes where they have uh, absentee parenting, so they don't have any guidance at all. And that is going to account for certain negative behaviors that we don't condone so we have to keep things in perspective. It's the same thing in my adult relationships, okay? The same thing in our adult relationships when people act a certain way. Okay, at work, for example, people that don't pull their weight at work. Do we have boundaries for people that, and I'm sure we can all have examples of this in our life where there are some people that are just lazy. There are some people that are negative. There are some people that you don't want in your inner circle because things that don't feed you in a positive way, I'm not saying cut things off, you know, at the at the source, but you do have to put it in perspective and treat people justly and fairly according to their behaviors, according to your standards of excellence that you have put in place. But you also have to keep it in perspective because you don't want to have that look down your nose mentality at people. Uh, the thing that we measure by, and my daughter has been using this a lot in college, she's a freshman this year, is if we have everyone on a scale of 1 to 10, and we're going to assume that we're fives, okay? Do you want to hang around people that are ones, twos, and threes? Like put in your circle. I'm not saying not hang around people, but I'm saying have in your inner circle ones, twos, and threes, or do you want to have in your circle fives at the at least a five six sevens and eights okay so you want to be looking for people that are on your level this is spiritually this is emotionally maturity wise the people that I want around me in my circle are at least fives and I'm not saying I'm a five I'm just using that as an average you understand but you want to be around people that are the same as you and higher and then you want to be able to reach down to the people that are threes and fours because threes and fours are going to be looking to be around fives. Okay, that's just how it's made. So you have to be looking up for mentorship and guidance and um, a standard of excellence, but you have to be able to reach down and pull people up to you. But you have to put things in perspective, okay? 
And then the last thing that goes right along with all these, all of these are, are the, on the same level. One is not greater than the other, but finding your, um, the question that you have to ask yourself is, am I compassionate? Do we care enough about others to set aside our own personal agenda and to literally step into their, their world and actively listen and acknowledge their challenges and create a safe place for connection and healing? Okay, so when we are actively intentional about creating these connections, all this stuff should be firing off at the same time that we can listen and we can observe and we can be supportive and we can be tolerant and we can be just and fair and we can be compassionate even though we disagree on things. How can we help someone? How can we help ourselves if we are not intentionally engaged in trying to truly connect with people? Life is not about ourselves. Life is about helping others and helping ourselves become better people. I hope that you found value in this episode. It's kind of deep. It's kind of sticky. And if you want to know more about this, I will be making a big announcement later um, this week of some things that may be helpful to you. But Precious Mama, just know that you have the power to change the way you see things and the way your mind engages and the way that you have emotion around things. You can change it and you can make it what you want it to be. You can live in joy and you can create the life that you want to live in. I will see you next time. Real quick before you go, I've created a Facebook community for moms just like you. A community where you can find support and free resources where I get to love on you in between each episode. You can search graceful and beautiful, or you can grab the link in the show notes. So head on over there and I can't wait to meet you there.